What is up, everybody, and welcome back to the 40-Yard Dad Podcast. I am your host, Cam Garrity, from the Patriots Wire. Again, any of you guys, uh, if you want, go ahead and follow me on Twitter, at Cam S. Garrity. Um, basically, that's kind of where majority of my day-to-day content, articles, pieces, things like that kind of go. But I wanted to take today as we are now, what, this is, I'm trying to remember what date is, Friday, Um, We are less than a week away from the NFL draft. I mean, a week from tonight is day two and day three. Um, And yeah, I mean, the Patriots, they've got a lot of preparation that they've been doing. And really, right now for a lot of the league, this period of time that we're in right now is more of just kind of like, okay, we, we crossed our T's and dotted our I's from, you know, top 30 visits and and things of that nature, but now it's time to now reconvene our draft board, right? A lot of teams will have 160, 100, you know, to to 220 ish, you know, players on their board. Um, and this is, I've talked about this before multiple times. Like when a team has somebody on their board. Those are the players they are willing to take that they think will be fits that they think they can bring in here. And the players off their board, that's not to say they don't think they're good. They just don't think that they would work in this situation based off of the scouting and the work that they've done ahead of time. So as we get to Thursday, I think early this week, the Patriots are going to lay the groundwork for their draft board. I mean, it's already there, but I think they're going to finalize it. And I think they'll start laying some groundwork for maybe some potential draft day trades. Um, you know, they'll have some situations. Uh, they they kind of have an idea of where players are going to go across the league. And, you know, maybe there's some preliminary calls to some teams in the second round, right? The Patriots love to trade up. Maybe they have a deal already in place, you know, for a team like Vegas, you know, or somebody that might be picking in the second round that they have some, you know, kind of prior existence with prior communication. And they say, Hey, look, like we're going to move up to this spot. We're going to give you two fourths to do it. Um, you know what, you know, would we like to start talking about this now and get this, you know, on the board, you know, if player X, you know, or, or if our player is not there, we'll let you know when it gets there. Um, and if your player is surprisingly still on the board, just let us know. Um, and I think that's kind of some of the conversations that happen. That's just from from what I think, from what I've heard, from what I've talked to from a lot of different people and just like across the industry and, and been researching. Like it, it's not hard to find those things out. That's that's most likely what's going on in those situations. As the Patriots get to the draft, there's been some, you know, some rumblings with you know, who they're bringing in and and what's this and what's that. But in today's episode, I, I, I really, I really just wanted to talk about kind of my draft rankings and, and go a little bit with some of the top players in the draft. Talk about who are players that I think now, this is not a, what they will do. This is not a mock draft. This is not any of that, but this is a Let's talk about the draft and when it actually comes time to select these players, like what what are we going to do? Like what should the Patriots do is one, but also like what would I do? What are my who are my guys, right? So that's what this episode is. Here are my guys, like my players that I just love that I've been enamored with from the draft process. So we're going to go through, you know, a pretty big chunk of them that I that I just really enjoy today. So if you're in the mood for some draft content as we get close to the draft and, you know, some players to look out for, um, this is a big one. Again, I, I preface this. I have a draft kit that's coming out for 2023. I did this last year. I'm going to continue to do this every year. It has top 10 players for my evaluations, my grades, me watching raw film, watching, you know, 12, you know, uh, watching personnel, vid- like just all kinds of different packages, like everything, seeing how these players fit, watching, even just watching highlights, reading things up about them, about their, you know, where they were kind of 
just collecting as much data and, and evaluating these players as best as I can, as if I was an NFL scout, I've come up with top 10 players at each position for me. With that, I will also have top 50 big board. Last year, I had 29 of the 32 players on my big board go in the first round. Um, One of them was Cole Strange, who I had as literally, I believe I had him as offensive lineman 8 on the interior. Um, so he still was in the top ten. He just he just didn't crack the top fifty because I I just didn't view the interior offensive line position in this past draft as that all that crazy. Um, I st- still thought he was good. Still thought he you know I had a second round ish grade on him, like second third round. Um, but again, like uh, he went in the first round. Um, I also had Traylon Burks. I had him out of my top 50. I actually had him out of the top 10 wide receivers. I, I just, I wasn't high on Traylon Burks. And, and so far, you know, that's been, you know, obviously I don't want to count him out. I still think he's, you know, he's a good player. I'm not saying he's bad. Like I, I wouldn't want him. I just had a third round grade on him um, at highest. I just, I just thought he wasn't worth where he was, he was going to go. And I'm trying to put it in... I, I don't really remember who the third person was. I tweeted this out the other day, and I talked about just kind of, like, each of those players and, like, where we're at and, and everything of that nature. Um, I'm just trying to remember. It was uh, Kenny Pickett. That's who it was. Because um, I had a third-round grade. I was trying to remember who it was. But I had a third-round grade on Kenny Pickett, too. Like, I just wasn't high on any quarterback in that draft. I didn't think any quarterback was going to go in the first round. Kenny Pickett did, and and uh, it was him. He was he was the player that that wasn't in there. So, again, like it, it's it, it's not always right. It's just my evaluation. So, if you value my content and my opinions and my kind of evaluation on players, like I'd really appreciate it if you you know follow me on Twitter at Cam S Garrity and um, yeah, look out for that draft kit that's going to be coming early early next week. Um, you know, early to mid next week. You know, give you a few days to read it before the draft and. My goal of that is for it to be a primer, right? To be a, let me hold this up on, on a laptop, on an iPad, on a phone, whatever it might be, while I'm watching the draft. And, you know, a player gets picked and say, like, okay, like, where in relation to other players is he, right? Or taking a look at it and, like, who's some good value still on the board, right? Or what about this player is good, right? It gives you a quick little, I give you a quick little, you know, kind of wrap up, you know, height, weight, age, um, pros and cons, you know, just very simple. Um, and I, and I give a little bit of a summary paragraph to let you know, like, all right, where is this player going to fit? Is there any, you know, situations that he might be a good quarterback in if he's a quarterback, um, you know, for what situations of, you know, he's an edge rusher, what kind of defense is he going to fit into Four three three four. you know, if he's a defensive tackle or an interior defensive lineman, is he a true nose? Is he a D tackle? Can he play some, you know, three, four defensive tackle or is he more of a four, three D tackle? You know, so there's a couple of things, you know, you kind of go through in there and, and kind of take a look at it. And, um, you know, that's, that's kind of how I do it. And, and I typically get this out a little sooner, but this year has been a little crazy. So, yeah, I mean, it's going to come out next week, but it will be a nice little primer. So in this video, if, if you do kind of setting the stage for that, um, it's not not out yet. It's not it has, you know, it's got to go through the whole process of creating content. So it's not there yet, but it will be there next week. Um, you know, I'm aiming for Wednesday, the latest, like we want to have it a day before the draft. So there's that. But I think to kind of set the stage, I just want to talk about my guys and and a lot of the times guys like these are in my top 10, but sometimes they're not, they're just kind of, they're just kind of there. And I think that a lot of people, um, you know, a lot of people forget that, like, just cause somebody's like your guy and you have different ratings. Like, this is another thing that I think a lot of people forget is like players don't necessarily need to, 
they don't need to go in the first round to be considered a good player. There are plenty, plenty of really, really talented players that go way farther than the first round. And a lot of it is just because of situation. A lot of it's because of measurables. A lot of it's because of production. But when you turn on the tape, like, and, and you get to interview these guys, like when these these general managers and coaches and all these other pieces are, are doing, like, some of that stuff gets thrown out the window. So I just want to talk about some of my guys. I'm going to go through a couple of positions, probably all the positions. We'll just do that today. We'll set the stage. We'll get used to it. You know, click off now if you don't feel like talking draft, because that's what we're talking about. We're getting close to the draft, and that's 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 what's interesting. And, yeah, so anyway, look, there could be players down the board that that I just – I just like, and that's not indicative of my big board. That's not indicative of my big board of saying like, oh yeah, like I like this guy. He's a fifth round fit. Like he's probably going to be my quarterback 10 or my wide receiver seven. Like that's not always the case. A lot of these situations, it's just players I like. And, and in a vacuum, my, my big board is in a vacuum, right? It's, there's a lot of things to take into consideration. So for this, this is about the Patriots. This is about guys I like for them, players that I want to see as a fan on my team. And the big board that I put together is a vacuum. It is like if everybody is net neutral, everybody has the same coach, the same situation, same players, these are who's better than each other. That's not always the case in football. There's a lot of layers. There's a lot of layers to the draft that people don't realize. And when it comes to draft night, too, that's going to happen. There's a lot of even more layers on top of that that we don't get to see. So I'm just going to go through and go through some of my players. And I think one of the easiest ways to do this is to just kind of go position by position and and really just just talk about players that I really like. And one of the play, I'm going to start with quarterbacks to put it this way. One of my guys that I, that I am just enamored with that I would love to be on the like this is the thing I would love this player to be on the Patriots is my I, I know I set the stage again but look these this is not me saying move on for Mac this is not me saying all of that this is just like as a Patriots fan this is these are just the my guys guys that I like and and you know obviously Anthony Richardson is up there. He's probably my number one, like my guy. He's not my QB one, but he is my guy. I like him. I like him a lot. Great size. He's young enough. He's got good speed. He's just, he is raw talent. I think in terms of, you know, backup quarterbacks or players that I feel are a fit or or whatever that I would like to see on the Patriots is one of the biggest ones is DTR, Dorian Thompson Robinson from UCLA. 23 years old, you know, he's 6'2", 203, ran a 4.56 at the combine. Uh he is just one of those players that the Patriots don't have that they tried to add with Trace McSorley, but they they can they can add somebody here to run the scout team, to give them different looks, to potentially be an offensive weapon if needed. And I think that the New England Patriots, like, they they are probably going to take another quarterback. And I think DTR is one of those players. I really like Clayton Toon. I think he's, you know, exactly what they look for. He is like Bailey Zappi, Mac Jones, like Clayton Toon. Like, that. he's probably the most similar to me in that situation. I really like his fit. And then, you know, Malik Cunningham, really interesting prospect there. But Jaron Hall, that is my guy at the end of the board that I would like. He's 25 years old. He's got some injury concerns. Six foot, 207. But when you watch him throw, like, you're going to call me crazy. This is Mahomes-esque when you watch him throw. However, the injuries, the age, the lack of body, like body type, is going to drop him to the 4th, 5th, 6th round. And he just doesn't have a lot of experience as a starter, and he's already older. So, look, 
He's 25 years old. Like, if the Patriots want to take a chance on him in the in the sixth round, like that that's for me. Like, that is a, a my guy I would like to have here. Um really a quarterback else, like I'm not really too high on the quarterback class as itself. Like Bryce Young's good, like he's a good playmaker. He can, you know, he can get out of situations, get out of dodge. Like Will Levis has that whole, you know, kind of Josh Allen mold that everybody's like, oh, wow, like, big arm, big body, like, can move a little bit. C.J. Stroud's more of that pocket passer, accurate. And then Anthony Richardson is, like, the all-world, like, honestly, he wouldn't be surprised if he went first overall. As much as smoke screens are going left and right for Carolina, like, I wouldn't be surprised if Anthony Richardson goes first overall. For wide receivers, it's a little bit different story for kind of my guy like JSN love watching his tape I think he is an elite playmaker um and I think that he's unconventional like I I think he's he's got the route running ability the great hands the you know the agility sideline to sideline kind of agility not a burner, not a deep threat, but, like, he's somebody that, like, he's going to get open in a phone booth, catch the ball, and run for another 12 yards. That is elite. Like, that is the the Amon Ross St. Brown mold. That is the Julian Edelman mold. Like, that is the, wow, this player is just good. This player is just good. You cannot cover him. Not everybody has to run, and he's got a great release package, so it's not everybody has to run freaking 4-3 and run straight down the field. Like, JSN is is that. He's my guy there. Um in terms of, you know, other players, like I obviously really like Zay Flowers. Um, you know, short, shifty, fine, but he's got speed. He's a separator. He can break tackles surprisingly. Um uh, he's just he's slippery. He's a good receiver, and I think that the Patriots like that. I think that they could fit him into this team. Another one of, like, my guys, which I've been pretty high on for a long time, I think is going to be a pretty good receiver, is Rasheed Rice out of SMU. He's, he's going to be 22 years old, 23 when the season starts. So a little bit older, but, I mean, man, like, 6'1", 204, you know, 4'5", speed. Like, he's got, like, wide receiver one written all over him. Not the fastest guy, not the most agile, but... He is a contested catch guy, and he's got great body control. He has good footwork. He can go up and high point the ball. He's good after the catch, too, with the ball in his hands. He's just a good receiver, and I think a lot of people, they look at the combine performances. Like, I look at the combine performance to kind of, you know, solidify how I was thinking about certain players and be like, okay, that speed matches up. That that agility matches up. And his speed, like, confirmed for me what it was and I think you know sometimes you have the extreme where like okay like Rashi Rice like I'm looking at him on tape I'm like all right he's like four five four five five maybe you know in that range and he went four five one and it's like okay there's the extreme like if he goes out and runs a four seven and like that's him I'm like all right stay clear because that was an extreme example or if he's out there and he's like a four two four three that's where you're like, all right, pick this guy up in the first round. When when you look at the combine, that's kind of how I use it. Like, mostly it's about kind of like, let's level set where these players actually line up. Like, where where are they? Let's get them on an even playing field. You know, we've been watching tape and evaluating and everything like that since the fall. Like, let's, let's level set these players. Let's get them on... An even playing field, like let's 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 make apples to apples. You know that's essentially what what you're doing. Let's get everybody on, you know, everybody on a standardized method, and that's kind of what the combine is. Rashi Rice, like everybody's like looking into it, expecting him to be like a four three four four guy, and it's like he's just that's just not who he is. And looking at him, like he has consistently been one of the better receivers in college football. And I think a lot of people are like looking at his combine performance as if to say he's like a third, fourth, fifth round pick. It's like, I think Rashi Rice could still go in the second round. So he's one of my guys there. Um, another one of my guys that like, I just am really, really intrigued with and would love to see him in the Patriot is Marvin Mims. 5'11", 183. He's got good size, like four, three, eight. 
he's a great athlete and and he's good with the ball in his hands. He reminds me obviously like Kendrick Bourne is a little taller but plays the same kind of role he's, and you know he's at Oklahoma. Like it's not like he's just playing at this random school and putting up, you know, a thousand yards and 19 yards per catch like he's doing it against good competition and look Marvin Mims like he needs to be getting a little bit more credit than he's been getting like he's a third round player he's a second third round player I really am excited for him Um, so he's also one of my receivers and I'm in there I really like Trey Palmer Um, he is speed he is vertical I think he's got great kind of like awareness over the top to kind of fill in into those zones um not necessarily you know like finding the sweet spot oh across the field but at least deep down the field can understand like he's going to get open for his quarterback it just you need an accurate quarterback to get it to him great separator good speed like I'm just intrigued by him as like a fourth fifth round option um take a flyer on him like he's one of those players that I'm really interested in Jonathan Mingo is probably my guy, like is the my guy for the wide receivers because look, and he also is in my top 10. He is a great receiver. Like he is a good route runner. He's got great hands. He's got good size. He's got good speed. You can see his intelligence on the field. You can just see how he's aware of space and and where to fill in and and where to separate. He's got great release packages. He's just he's an all around good receiver and he's in there in the top ten and and he's in there for me. He's got a four four six speed at six two two twenty. Like he he's not as far down as a lot of people are considering him being a fourth round. Like he's somebody I think could go in the second or third round as well. I, I have him as a second round grade. Like I, I or th- sorry, I, sh- I should say I have him a late second, early third round. I'm pretty high on Jonathan Mingo. Like I think he is a good receiver. And that's somebody that like the Patriots, they need to go and consider and grab somebody like that. Only 22 years old, 6'2", 220, 446 speed. Like good hands, good route running, good release, like smart. What what else do you need to see out of your receiver, right? There, there's you know that's a player that can be there and be Devonte Parker's replacement. Like he is the closest thing that I think right now he's as good as Devonte Parker is right now. I think that there is a real chance that he can have some real success here. Another one that I'm really interested in is. Bryce Ford Wheaton, and this is where I was talking about the extreme combine measurements, like super agile, super explosive, 438 speed, 6'4, 221. Like, that's interesting to me. That is like X number one receiver. I have him as a fourth round grade. I, I think he's gonna go in that range. Uh, but he's somebody who, who intrigues me. I think, you know, he's he's a little older. He's at 23. He'll be, you know, 24 by the time. <sighs> The season's over, like his rookie season, so he'll be on a little bit of the older side, but really interesting of a player, and and I just really like him a lot. Another player that I'm actually kind of interested in, there's two players back-to-back here, Charlie Jones and Rakeem Jarrett. Um, Charlie Jones, I'll talk really quickly. He's older, he's not as heavy, but he is a good slot receiver that I think the Patriots could like late in that draft. And then Rakeem Jarrett is somebody who's like not as high as... I have him as, I mean, he's not in my top 10. He's probably in, you know, maybe third, fourth round range, maybe third. A lot of people have him in the sixth. Um, he's got decent speed. He's good height. Like, he's just a good overall all-around receiver. So I do want to get back to kind of some of these players here. But, I mean, like, the biggest one for me is is Jonathan Mingo, Marvin Mims. Like, those are kind of, like, and Rashi Rice, I would say. Besides, like, the top, top guys in the draft, like, I would love Zay Flowers, Jackson Smith, and Jigba. Like, I could get around Quentin Johnson. I could get around Jordan Addison, even Josh Downs, Tank Dell. But, like, I'm talking more about, like, the pa- I think the Patriots are going to double dip. I'll, I'll say that. And I think more of the double dip guys, like, if you can add, say, a Marvin Mims and a Rashi Rice or a Marvin Mims and you know, a Bryce Warren Wheaton or a Marvin Mims and a Jonathan Mingo. Like, if you can add, like, something like that to this Patriots team, if 
if they decide to use like a third and a fourth on receivers, like I, I would absolutely be ecstatic with that. Into running backs, uh, I'm just really the only guy that I, I'm really, really interested in is Jameer Gibbs. Um, I just like the ability for him as a pass catcher. Um, I really like his fit. And then also on top of it, Roshan Johnson, like this is like, he's sitting behind B. John Robinson, but that doesn't necessarily mean he's a bad running back. He, he's just a bruiser. He can fit that kind of give the ball to him. He's got the decent speed. Like he's going to be that goal line. Like here you go. Two, three yards pounded in. Like he is like your Damian Harris replacement in that sense. Like I think that he's a good player in that sense. So, not really high on, on a lot of the running backs, like, for the Patriots, just because I, I just... After taking two last year and taking one the year before, I'm just like, all right, you know, we've got three young ones right now. Um, we just signed James Robinson. Like, there's no reason to go after anyone outside of, like, maybe this, the late fourth round, fifth round, and I think that's like a Roshan Johnson for me. I mean, if if you're going to get Jameer Gibbs as like a pass catcher, as a weapon, I could totally get behind that. Or a Bijan, like I can get behind that. I just don't want to get another pure running back that early. Um, tight ends. Tight ends is a different story. This is one of the biggest tight end classes. I, I should say not biggest. This is probably one of the best tight end classes in, in over 10 years. Um, my guy, my number one kind of, I mean, really my number one tight end, but also my guy is Michael Mayer. Like a lot of people have been like, there's a narrative out there that Michael Mayer was considered the best tight end. And everybody's like, wait a minute, but that's like, why are we so sure? Like, why are like, let's just like, let's reevaluate. And a lot of people started having Dalton Kincaid because he is the, the modern day tight end, right? He is the the wide receiver-esque. He's not a good blocker. He's decent. But he, he you know, he is that Travis Kelsey, that, that kind of new age tight end that's more of a receiver. Michael Mayer for the Patriots, look, 21 years old. He's going to be 22 when the season starts. 6'4", 249, ran a 4'7", great blocker. I think PFF had him as the best tight end in all of college football. Like, he's a true junior. He's got a lot of just, like, there There was just a lot to like about him. He's a leader. He's a great blocker. Like, that is somebody I think the Patriots are going to look at. Like, tight end, I, and don't get me wrong, I like Dalton Kincaid. I, I'm happy with, if they want to draft one of the, maybe, let's say, top six Let's say one, two. I'm, I'm looking at my draft board of where I have people right now. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. If they want to get like one of the top seven tight ends in this class, like I'd be really happy with that. Um, I just think Michael Meyer, like Michael Myers, is Michael Myers. Michael Mayer is one of is my guy in this class. I think along with him, I think Luke Musgrave is up there for. 6'1 speed, 6'6, 22 years old, going to be 23 when the season starts, 25, uh, 253 pounds. He's an elite athlete with good size. Like He reminds me a lot of like what they like in Mike Gusecki. Um, He'd be a great fit. And then Darnell Washington, like 6'7, 270 pounds and runs a 4'6'4". Sign me up, like, especially being the best blocker in the class. Like, I talked about Michael Mayer as being a really good polished blocker. Darnell Washington's even better. And 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 that's just purely because of his size, but that's like having another tackle out there that can also run a 4-6. Like, pretty hard guy to cover. Like, that is a unicorn. That is somebody that you're not going to ever have a chance to get get again. Like Michael Meyer is like one of those players where it's like you you could probably find that every couple of years. You could you don't necessarily need him. He's not going to unlock your offense. He will solidify certain areas. Like he will solidify that tight end position for you for a few years. Like someone like Darnell Washington is like 
a true, like, we've always talked about it this entire, entire offseason of, like, find players that, you know, that, that, that you have to game plan for. It's like, we say that, and if the Patriots are comfortable with their cornerback and, and tackle room and their receiver room, like, I wouldn't hold it past them if they decided to go Darnell Washington at 14 and then trade it up for Jameer Gibbs in the second round. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if they went that route and then went for a guy like Tyler Steen in the third, maybe picked up, like, a Mingo. Like, they they could really... They could, re- like, get guys you have to game plan for. Get guys, like, when you draft Darnell Washington, everybody in fantasy is going to be taking him because he's a beast. And get a guy like that that... When you put him on the field, now the other team's going to be like, we got to cover this 6-7 guy. We've got to throw two guys on him, right? Like, that is your Gronk replacement in this offense. And I think if anything speaks volumes, like Bill O'Brien is around that time when Gronk was there, when he was used, when he was drafted, all of that. I think you got to call and you got to go for a guy like Darnell Washington. Really like him. I really like Luke Schoonmaker. I think he's a little older. He is, you know... He's an NFL ready, like he's NFL ready. He's an inline tight end. He's got an extra gear to him, but like he's not the fastest guy, and he's just there as he's NFL ready, right? Like he he's there if if you you kind of miss out on all the other tight ends because you go in other directions. Like he is a perfectly good like stopgap for three or four years and then move on. Like that that's just my opinion with him. So I really like that. I really like Zach Koontz, 24 years old, 6'7", 255, and we're at a 4'5'5". Five, five. Elite athlete. Um, you know, taking a flyer on him late is fine. I, I like Payne Durham, I think, who's got some good blocking, um, good receiving, like kind of that. He's that Michael Meyer 2.0. Like he is the the B to that. Like it, it, if you're not going to get Michael Meyer, like getting Payne Durham in the middle – you know, or in the sixth round, like that's kind of consolation. And then Brenton Strange is kind of in that same conversation, you know, kind of late draft. If you're looking for like the the two way, like inline tight end that can block, catch, kind of just do your job, that's where I'm at with that. So that's kind of how I feel about like the pass catchers on the offense in terms of like just overall offense alignment. I'll just get into it real quick. I really like. Darnell Wright, he's he is my favorite tackle. I think he just fits everything that the Patriots want to do. I really love Paris Johnson. Um, he is built in a lab to play left tackle. I think if the Patriots are looking for a left tackle, it is Paris Johnson. I love Darnell Wright. Um, I, I'm not as I like Dewan Jones. I'd be really happy with it. I'm just not as like with Trent Brown here. I'm just not as kind of high on him because like it's kind of redundant in my opinion of having both of those players now you can make the argument of if they decide to move on from Trent Bound and take Dewan Jones like I totally understand that I really love Osiris Torrance I think people are like overlooking him as like oh yeah he's the best guard in the class because everybody's focused on like the tight ends in this year and the edge and and quarterbacks and it's like but Osiris Torrance is like is the best interior offense alignment in this class, and he's got some dominating traits. Like he has like all pro traits that I think a lot of people are overlooking. He has just consistently been been elite, and I think he's gonna be elite for whatever team takes him. He's going in the first round without a doubt, and I think whatever team takes him, like they're gonna have like a plug and play power right guard that is going to move people and keep their quarterback up and going to play in an all pro level. I just think he, he's that kind of player. I think that's what you're looking at. Um, in, in terms of like centers, I, I like Joe Tipman. I think he's pretty good. He's a good athlete, very good athlete. Um, you know, he gets out in space. He's really good with that. But, you know, other than, other than that for like interior, my next you know, my second best guy on the list is Lewis Gonalawatimi. I really love his fit. He's smart. He's physical. He's athletic. Like, he is just a good, good pass protector. He's a good run blocker. Like, I think he is a really good center, and I think a lot of people are kind of underestimating his skill. Um, Blake Freeland, 
he's a freak athlete for a tackle at 6'8", 302. He represents a lot of, like, what the Patriots like, you know, in there. He's like Nate Solder, essentially. Like, he he's a tackle that I could see them, honestly, wouldn't even be surprised if I see the Patriots go and overdraft, in, in quotes, Blake Freeland. Like, I would not be surprised if they traded back a few times in the first round and took this guy at, you know, 25. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if Blake Freeland to them is high up on their board. I really like Tyler Steen. I think he is a good left tackle prospect that's there. Um, and then, like I said, Oluwatimi is really good. Jackson Kirkland, I, I just love as like a late pick for the Patriots. He can play left guard. He can play right guard. He can play either tackle position. Like that, that is versatility that you just covet. Offensive line, like honestly, the Patriots are going to draft one or two. That's just my opinion. Like they're going to have. I think they're going to walk away with two, but I think it'd be very weird for them to not draft a single lineman. Like I know everybody's like. Oh, well, they signed, you know, a bunch of veteran stopgap tackles and, you know, they have Cole Strange and Mike Onwenu and, like, they can sign some, you know, UDFAs. They have Andrew Stuber and Jason Hines from last year. Like, Yanni Kajust is here. Like, all right, maybe they'll kind of, you know, let those guys go through the system for a year. But I don't know. I, I think it would be really weird if they, if they felt completely comfortable. I just think it's one of those things that it's a little bit crazy to think that. Cornerbacks. This is uh, this is what everybody wants to talk about here. And like, look, I, I I think a lot of these cornerbacks are going again. This is just my guys. Christian Gonzalez, my guy. I think he is going to be a shutdown, lockdown corner in this league. Do I think he's Sauce Gardner? No. Do I think he is? Going to be a top 10 corner in the league? Absolutely. And I think Christian Gonzalez should be that pick. I really like Deontay Banks. I think he is a... He's one of those corners that I think if he comes to the Patriots, he could be a top 10 corner. I think if he goes elsewhere, I think he could... You know, he's got to be used in the right situation. You can move him all around. He can mirror receivers. He can go all across the field. Like, he's somebody that that you got to really game plan for. And Joey Porter Jr., he's good. He's a press corner that I just, I really love. I I just would love having him in the Patriots. The question with him is, do, does he want to be here? Does him and his father want to be in the Patriots? And, you know, do the Patriots want to deal with that baggage? They also don't ever really draft Penn State players. So that might change because Bill O'Brien's here and, you know, kind of can talk about how that program's been and, and everything of, of, you know, that stature and, you know, him being back in Alabama. Like, maybe there's some insight there with, like, hey, Penn State, like, we should stop avoiding them. There's some good talent there. Um, but anyways, I think Joey Porter Jr. is is a good corner. I think he's another shutdown corner that could be very, very good. I just don't know if it would work here, although I really like the player. Another one of my guys is Emmanuel Forbes, 435, 6'1, 22 years old. He is ball hawk king, 14 interceptions. I think it was like six pick sixes, 17 pass breakups. Like, still young enough. He's got good length. The only knock on him is his size, and that's going to affect his tackling. However, for the Patriots, like, they have not shied away from smaller players in the past couple of drafts. Like, I think they just like coverage. Like, they like the ability to coverage. They they like his ability as a ball hawk. Like, he is your J.C. Jackson replacement. He has all of the same kind of, you know, the athletic ability, the, you know, the ball production. Like, that is somebody that I just think is a Patriots fit through and through is Emmanuel Forbes. Although he's a little smaller, like he is my guy. He is one of my guys. And then another one on here, which I'll kind of kind of skip through the rest of the corners just because like I like a lot of these players. Um Julius Brents is that guy for me. Great wingspan, six foot three, 198 pounds, 453 speed. Like <laughs> He is your Tariq Woolen. Like, we wanted him last year 
The Patriots want, I wanted him last year, Tariq Woolen. Go and get this guy this year. Because being like, we need a cornerback that can match up against the T. Higgins and the bigger receivers of the world with speed, but also with size. Like, you need that on this defense. And he could be, he's got enough agility and enough speed that he could also be a shutdown guy on those lateral movers, on those inside movers. So I really like Julius Brents. I have him as a high second round grade. Like, he honestly is in the first round territory for me. Like I, he's just one of my guys. And I think that he is someone that the Patriots need to take a look at moving over quickly over to the safeties. There's a couple of players that I really, really like out of this class. One of the, the ones is Sidney Brown. He shot out of a cannon. I just love his fit. Um, I, I really like Brian branch of his kind of versatility. I like Jordan battle. Um, you know, Never gets exposed, great in coverage, good tackler, good communicator, decent, like pretty good athlete, good size. Like that's a safe pick in the middle round. And then, you know, Jamie Robinson, complete safety, right? All around athlete. He, you can easily see him in an NFL body. He's a great tackler. Um, you know, he plays in the box. He plays deep. He plays from the slot. He can even go outside if needed. Like, he is a, a a good a good safety that I think the Patriots might even consider taking in the second round. Like I think Jamie Robinson, you know, is is that guy for them and he's one of my guys. Another one that's that's interesting to me is as JL Skinner. I like him. He's a kind of a Kyle Duggar clone. Jair Brown is a good deep ball, you know, ball production, ball hawk. Um you know, he is that deep safety. The only issue with him is just how he can, he just has issues with tackling. So, like, a lot of people are high on him. Not one of my guys. But, you know, in terms of my guys for the safety class, like, I really love Trey Dean I, as a late pick. I think he's a, a good, you know, box safety tackler, um, special teams, ace upside. Like, he's really good. But I also... Really, really like Jamie Robinson. I really like Jordan Battle. And and I really, really like Brian Branch. Like I think those are kind of my guys um, in the safety position. So not a lot there that I think it, it kind of stands out. But, I mean, anyway, here we are. Um, <coughs> sorry. Didn't want to cough in everybody's ear. For linebackers... One of the guys that, that I, I really like is my guy, my Patriots guy, Jack Campbell, right? Like, that is Patriot through and through. Great tackler, six foot five, two forty six, runs a four six five, like a big, big guy. He has good range. And like he's he's bridging the gap, right? He is Patriots linebacker, big body in the middle. Can rush the quarterback if needed, but also like can cover ground across the middle. Pass catching, like that's what they need. They need like another thumper. I really like him. I really like Trenton Simpson. He's he's rangy. He's not as big. He's he can cover in the slot. Like I, I think he is one of those players that I think the Patriots might like. Is like okay, like let's get some compromise between some of the smaller coverage linebackers. In the downfield tacklers, and that's what Trenton Simpson is. So he is one of my guys for them that I just I really like. Another one that's kind of all over the place, um, for a lot of different people, but who I think is a my guy for the Patriots is Noah Sewell, right? 6'1, 246, 464, you know, blitz blitz heavy. Um he he's 20 years old, like he He's younger. He played at Oregon, so there's some you know history there with Adrian Clem. He, you know, he definitely knows at least how he is in the building, um, and he you know he fits that Joan Bentley. Like that's just what they like if they want to go in that direction. I really like Noah Sewell. I think Henry Toto is a similar player to that. Where you know six one two, he's a little lighter. Um, say not as you know same speed really. 
because uh, it was a four six four and a four six two is what I have down here. But Henry Toto is like doesn't pop off tape, but he doesn't let anything by him. Like I feel like that could be a player if they want to add to their linebacker room. Like those two players really seen that. Those are my guys, and then. As we kind of get down the board, one of the guys that I really like is Charlie Thomas out of Georgia Tech. 23, a uh, little bit older, but he's 6 foot 3, 216, runs a 452, like he's got the length, he's got good coverage ability, rarely misses tackles, like he is he can get after the quarterback if you need to. He's just my guy. I think he is one of those players that like the Patriots could consider taking later in the draft. Like he he fits and checks all of those boxes for the Patriots. Interior defenders. Now, this is for me like some of my guys. Like again, we're getting into this situation. I I absolutely love Gervin Dexter the Gervin Dexter Sr. Um He's 6'6", 310, ran a 4.88, not got a great burst, but, like, he is an athletic specimen that has, like, a unique body type that I think can play on the outside if they need to. Um, not that I would recommend it because I actually talk about how he has some, like, limited upside as an edge presence. But in situations where, you know, maybe you want to stack him on the outside with, you know, say a Matthew Judon on the same side and let Matthew Judon go and Dexter kind of rush inside, like there, there are some, there are some instances with that, but I just really love his game. I think he's a second or third round player. I think there is a lot to love about his skill set and he's one of my favorites. Zach Pickens is kind of in the same conversation. He is inconsistent but he's got great, you know, kind of what the Patriots are looking for for an interior lineman. And then kind of to wrap things up with the interior defenders, like Siaki Ika is probably my my guy. Like 6'3", 340, I think he clocked in at with a 5'3'9". Like he lost a lot of weight. Um, He gets pressures after the quarterback. He is a run stuffer. Um he can make those athletic interior linemen miss. Like he is just, you know, he is sneaky athletic when you look at him. And I think he is a good defensive tackle. He's a nose tackle. He would allow the Patriots to kind of kick Barmore to one side, kick Dietrich Wise to the other, have Junon and Uche kind of as those primary rushers and have Ika just kind of eat up on the inside instead of having Godchow and, and can really help their run game. I think he is a player that they should be targeting in the late stages um, of like the third, fourth round, maybe even sooner. I really like the fit from him. And then kind of just wrapping things up here of like, I'm trying to go through as quick as possible. So sorry if this is like really hard to follow, but for my guys, you know, from edge, um, I, I just, I really like the idea of Nolan Smith, um, you know, 6'2", 238, a little undersized for an edge presence, but like 4'3", man, like, come on, like, above average run defender in college, um, like, sitting him behind Uche and Judon to learn some, like, pass rush moves and add to his toolbox, like, that is, that's, that is a dream scenario for me. He's probably going to go in the first round. Um, I just, I just really love the fit. And I think like as an edge presence, like he's good. I think there is some upside to later down the board with a, somebody like a Derek Hall. I think that there is, you know, six, three, two fifty four, four fifty four five five speed. Um, you know, just athletic really moves. It can stop the run as well good pass rushing moves, um, you know, and then another player too, like Colby Wooden is probably that hybrid that I think the Patriots would like the six, four, two seventy three, four seventy nine, interior exterior kind of rusher, um, productive on tape. You know, I think Colby Wooden's a player that they would like Keon white. They might really like it's six, four, uh, six, five, 24 years old, 285 pounds an elite athlete. Um, you know, kind of working on his edge presence, his edge setting, but I mean, he's, he's very close and I think the Patriots can get him in the door and make him really good. Um, I like junior Fajeco or Viliami Fieco as a lot of people call it, like as his 
real name is. There's a lot of people call him. Come on, man. Like, what, what was I trying to say there? Another play with inside-out versatility, but another one of my guys, like, way down the board. There's two players um, that come to mind. One of them is Isaiah Land. Um, I really like him out of Florida A&M as a, as a pass rusher, but I really, really enjoy watching Brenton Cox Jr., and the Patriots got a hand hands-on look at him at the Shrine Bowl. I, I just think he's a lot better than people are giving him credit for. And, and you know, the only knock is a slow first step, but, you know, he can play with his hand in the dirt. He can play with his hand, you know, in a stand-up. He can cover, drop into coverage a little bit. Like, he reminds me a lot of, like, a Matthew Judon, you know, not as fast, but... Look, there's Judon can teach him a few things. Like once he gets going, he is a good player, good athlete, good pass rusher. And I think look, he's somebody the Patriots can take a chance on in the fifth or sixth round that they can try to develop. So I really like him. Brenton Cox is one of my guys. I really think that's there. And then, you know, we're not really gonna talk about kickers and punters. I just think they need to address that in this draft. And look, it's been it's been a hell of a draft process. I'll put it that way. But those are you know as as quick as possible. I say that as we're you know approaching an hour episode. But you got to get those guys. You got to go out there and find those players that really mean something to the Patriots and really can make a difference to this team. When my draft kit comes out, you'll see like in a vacuum who I think is better than who, but. When it comes to, you know, my guys, those are my guys. Those are players that I just would be really ecstatic with them drafting. Um, and and that's not to say that other players aren't good. That's not to say I can't get behind other players. But I do think that, like, if I hear any of those names called, like, those are who I'm going to be excited. So curious to see who your guys are. Um, if you've made it this far in the episode, I'd really appreciate if you give, you know, this podcast a follow. If you give me a follow on Twitter at Cam S. Garrity. And on Twitter, like, if you've made it this far, like, who are your 10 guys just overall? Give me a list, tweet at me, um, you know, you know, tweet at me, whatever, and say, like, these are my top 10 guys once, you know, re- maybe reply to the podcast. I don't even know how you do it. Just send me your top 10 guys across the board. Who are the players that you just want to be on the Patriots, regardless of where they are, regardless of fit, regardless of... If they're, you know, all first-rounders or all six-rounders, um, tweet that at me at Cam Garrity. I'm, I'm interested in seeing what you have to hear. But anyway, this has been, you know, a really long and great episode. So I look forward to it. Probably no episode next week because of the draft. I kind of want to have a few days to kind of, you know, almost digest of, of what happened, how their roster is. And, you know, I'll, I'll have pieces coming out. I'll have articles. I'll have kind of content. Um, Just in terms of the podcast, I don't think it will be out then. So anyways, guys, uh, follow the podcast if you enjoyed, and I will see you on the next episode.